For 40 years, Sandals has been crafting escapes of five-star luxury and romance throughout the Caribbean. Our new Palmcast takes you inside our five-star resorts with exclusive insights and stories you won't want to miss. Come explore the future of luxury-included travel and the best of the Caribbean. So kick up your feet, get some shade. This is the Sandals Palmcast. It's Carla Marie and Anthony back guest hosting the Palmcast. And today we have Paul Bauer, who is group manager of food and beverage standards for Sandals Resort. Hello, Paul. Great to be here with the two of you. So, Paul, what Again. are you eating today? What's on the menu today? <laughs> uh, whatever you want, right? You, uh, you've been traveling around the country yes. already from resort to resort. I know. And you've sampled, I hope, at least 19 of the 23 yeah, restaurants. Yeah, I have a bone we... to pick with you. Oh, what is that? My clothes don't fit anymore. Neither do mine. <laughs> no, one of the greatest experiences that you can really sit down and enjoy at any Sandals resort is really the food. Yes. I mean, what you guys have between the variety and the quality of food, especially when you consider what most people think when they think all-inclusive. I've been yes. there. Yes. Right? <laughs> and that's what sets us apart. Exactly. And has always set us apart and will continue to set us apart. You know, when you look at some of our competitors, they may have 11, 12 different types of restaurants, right? But Italian, not really. French, but, but, well, usually they do, yes. But then when you look at us, yeah. we've got 23. And so, you know, the variety has always been important so that guests don't get mm-hmm. bored, right? Because imagine coming to an all-inclusive and we've seen... Some of our competitors, yeah. they have these gigantic restaurants but that are like a gymnasium, same food, same food all yeah. the time, not, right? yeah. or buffets all the time. And that's one thing. And, you know, we've brought in some interesting restaurant concepts that a lot of people don't have, like Indian sushi. Yes. And pretty soon we're bringing in Greek Ooh. and, you know, we're bringing in a plant based restaurant as well. So we keep moving, you know, farm to table plant based, I should say. We keep moving the bar with that. And so the variety is just more and more all the time. And and where a lot of resorts will have maybe five, six restaurants on the property. Yeah. We've got 11, we've got 12, we've got so up good. to 16 at Sandals Ochi, for example. Well, Paul, actually, you brought up a good point a second ago. The farm-to-table stuff that you guys do, as someone who yes. oversees all of all these of different it. brands, all of the different restaurants, everything, Right. when did that become important for Sandals? When did it become important to say, you know, we need to source locally Mm-hmm. and figure out how to get those things from the farm to our tables. It's always been important since okay. the very beginning with Sandals. And I can remember that I've been with Sandals for 22 years oh, now. Wow. And, you know, since the very beginning, that was always important because, first of all, I mean, why pay all that extra money to have things shipped in when you have perfectly <laughs> good stuff here, yeah. Yeah. right? We've always partnered with local farmers, you know, to the point where we were helping them with farming techniques and helping them by buying them seeds and other things like that, right? So throughout the years, this has been a, something that Sandals has always been believed in. You have to support the local economy. You have to buy those things that are closest. And especially here, where everything is so delicious, so seasonal, right? And you get a carrot that tastes like a carrot and you get a pepper that tastes like a pepper. You know, it doesn't taste like some bland, mealy version Mm -hmm. of what a carrot Mm -hmm. or a pepper should be. And so, of course, you go locally because that's where the best stuff is. We get this stuff delivered to our back door with the dirt still on it half the (laughs) time because, you know, it has just literally been pulled from the field. So fresher, quicker, better quality. I mean, why would you not? And what percentage would you say, I don't even know if you have the number, but what percentage of 
the food that I'm eating at any given Sandals Resort is likely to be farm to table? Well, it differs from island to island. Here okay. in Jamaica, it's 90%. Wow. wow. Right? Yeah. At the very least, 90%. There are only some specialty things. Like, for example, we have a Thai restaurant. You can't get some of the specialty products, the sauces and spices and things like that you need in- for Thai cuisine or even for Indian cuisine. Some of those small specialty things we have to go abroad for. But when you notice that all of our local produce grown here in Jamaica can make Italian food, can make French food, can mm. make Indian food, can make any type of food you want... So for us, that's been very important always, you know, as part of the quality aspect. So then obviously you've talked about the the variety and the different restaurants and whatnot and some of the cuisines. How do you ensure that when I go to an Indian restaurant in Jamaica (laughs) that I'm getting, because it sounds like an oxymoron almost to get authentic Indian food in Jamaica. Yeah. Right. So then what do you guys do? Authentic sushi or whatever? Actually, well, actually the funny thing is, is that not many people realize that Indians have been in Jamaica for a very long time. I I mean, we're talking hundreds of years at this point, right? Over a hundred years. It's part of Jamaican cuisine. Indian influence is, 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 is part and parcel. So is Chinese. And so here for us, it's very easy to get quite a few of those Indian ingredients because Jamaica has a big Indian population. So that means it's also easy to find an Indian chef (laughs) who comes from India and who knows all those recipes. And this is one thing that we insist upon here. You know, we're not giving you a Disneyland version or a make-believe version of what Indian food is or what we think it is. Mm -hmm. We're giving you the real thing because we've hired the people from India. We've hired Italian chefs and French chefs and Indian chefs and we have Asian chefs for our Asian restaurants and and, and so on and so forth. You have to do that. Well, absolutely. And you can taste that when you're in each restaurant. You can taste the difference. And it goes without saying that the sushi restaurant at every resort, whether it's soy or sushi on the sand, it's some of the best sushi I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily think, like we said earlier, all-inclusive resort sushi is going to be amazing. Right. So what is the process to make sure that the sushi restaurants are on their A-game all the time? Well, first we hire the Asian chefs to do the sushi, obviously. And then we have a sushi consultant. His name is Travis Kamiyama. He has restaurants on the West Coast in California. Cool. And on some cruise ships. And he is, is... Excellent. And so we have him come in and he does a tour every year. He tours all of our soy and sushi on the sand restaurant. What a tough life. (laughs) Well, actually, he is kind of a busy guy. He's a very busy guy. But, you know, he comes in and makes sure that we have stayed on the right path. And of course, we don't leave anything to chance either. Every recipe is written down. You know, every ingredient is specified. Every plate is photographed. And that's what it needs to look like when it comes out. So there is a system in place even when he leaves but of course we always have that oversight the experts coming That's back in and making sure yeah the one thing that i do think we need to make sure everyone is aware of is when you show up at a sandals all of the restaurants are included yes. it's not like you have to buy additional packages or anything like that so yeah. if you want to show up and go to soy or go to sushi every on night the sand or go to kimono <laughs> just make your kimonos just go make your reservation and you're there you're not paying any extra for any of this and as you're listening you're probably thinking well wow they put a lot of time and effort into their food, it's gonna cost me an arm and a leg extra and it's not. It doesn't, and the other thing is we don't discriminate in our restaurants by whatever uh, room category you happen to be in. You go to some of those resorts and they have a high-end section and a Mm mid-end section and a low-end section and whoever's in the mid and the low-end section can't eat in the high-end restaurants. 
everybody, no matter their room category, can eat in whatever restaurant they like, no matter how high end or or how just casual. And yeah, never a Titanic. surcharge. No. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. There's no steerage class here, <laughs> yeah. that's for sure. Everybody gets first class and never a surcharge. Not for anything, not for any of the liquors on the bar. You know, we just we tasted some beautiful Appleton estate, 12-year-old rum. We don't charge a penny extra for that. If you want another Great. lobster tail, we don't charge yep. for that. I've had like, lobster tail as a side to all of my yeah. meals here. What I've loved right. actually is some of the servers as we're trying to figure out what item from these incredible menus we want to eat mm-hmm. for dinner. They'll say, well, tell me what you want. Yeah. And we'll figure out if we can put something together for it. They'll literally take a lobster tail from this. If you were interested in the surf and turf because you wanted a lobster tail, yeah. if you wanted a steak, they'll just give it to you on the side and it's fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whatever you want, whatever kind of combination. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that distinguishes us. It's not just the variety. It's not just how authentically we do mm-hmm. everything and the high quality. It's it's the quality of service. It's a genuinely friendly, caring yeah. service, right? It's not grudging <laughs> like no. you get when you go some places. And so that's one thing. And, and we focus so much on training here because it's very important to know the problem. Product, especially now, you know, with food allergies and dietary requirements and with different diets, vegans, vegetarians, mm-hmm. and we have something for everybody. Yeah. Every time I've, we've sat at a table, every single restaurant, any dietary restrictions or any allergies, they all ask us yeah, that. Right. And I feel super comfortable when I say like peanuts or whatever it may be. And they are very, you know, specific to make sure this has it, this doesn't. And it's been very accommodating. And it's scary for some people to go travel when they have a ton of allergies, but you guys do a great job. Of course, yeah. And then when they have kids too. So for our beaches resorts, that's very important. But I'm going to pick up on something you said. You said uh, dietary restrictions. I hope nobody has asked you restrictions because that's one thing that we, that we don't believe in restrictions. We say dietary requirements because restrictions implies that you have less choice. You're right. No. And and, and most people say that because it's a common term, but I've told everybody, we've trained them all, do not say restrictions because it just cuts off your choice. You know, it makes no matter what the theme, no matter whether it's a steakhouse mm-hmm. or a French restaurant or an Italian restaurant or a seafood restaurant, we have something on that menu for everybody. And we have something on that menu for every dietary requirement or food allergy. And if it's not on the menu, we can make it for you. And so. you've also started adding, is it Hungry Planet? Is that what it's called? Hungry Planet, yes. It's a recent initiative over the past couple of years. We've gone to all of our resorts. Every single menu now will have a couple of vegan appetizers, entrees, mm-hmm. well, a couple each, actually, two to yeah. three appetizers, two to three entrees, and sometimes more depending on the restaurant. And some of it is made with Hungry Planet, and, and Hungry Planet has a great variety of things. I mean, from chorizo to Italian sausage to ground, quote-unquote, beef. Right. So, you know, you can make a perfectly great vegan fettuccine bolognese, for example, if you wanted to, and you can't tell the difference. I mean, the products are so amazing, and I actually, I'm not a vegan, but a lot of times when I'm on our property, I'll eat the vegan things because I love them. They're delicious. Can't tell the difference. If someone wants to book a vacation as a foodie and they want to go to a sandals resort as a food connoisseur, a lover of food, which is your favorite resort for them to go to? Oh, it's between Sandals Barbados and Sandals Royal Barbados, which the two resorts are connected. Between the two of them, you have 17 different restaurants. And you do a full tour. (laughs) 
Yes, and they have some of the newest restaurant concepts that we've come up with. For example, Chi, which is an Asian fusion restaurant, small plates that everybody absolutely cool. loves. That was the f- site of our first butcher's steak and seafood restaurant because before we had butcher's chop house, which was just the steaks. Now we have the steak and seafood and uh, has proven even more popular. It's the site of our American Tavern, which is the uh, first, say, American regional comfort food restaurant that mm-hmm. we've ever done. Plus our first bowling alley, which is very interesting. I've heard we serve some great food in there and beer bar. We did some specialty bars in there too because we we have the Sky Bar and there we even have the smoked cocktails where you take there's one that's a pineapple smoked pineapple margarita and they make the cocktail and then there's either Jack Daniels smoke or oak smoke that's pumped into the glass. So there's a little bit of theater to it as well. Mm -hmm. You're six stories up on the roof of the building, which is really beautiful views. So we have a lot of unique things there and of course there's Italian and there's French and there's seafood and there's every other thing. Pizzerias, Cafe de Paris. Oh, and our first ever donut shop as well. Oh my Sweet God. and sal- salties, gourmet donut shop. And I will say this, Paul, obviously with your responsibilities, it's mm. the F and B world. So yeah. we've talked a lot about the F, food, <laughs> but you right. also are in charge of all the beverages and all of the restaurants that we've gone to, I believe all of them, have offered a specialty cocktail for that night. A signature, or for cocktail. That, or signature, yeah. signature cocktail. cocktail, yeah. And actually, that's Troy King. He's from Texas. He is our group manager of bar and beverage operations. Okay. And so he's really in charge of all of those cocktails. Okay. He came up with all of those cocktails. But yes, every restaurant has a signature cocktail or you know, some of them have a signature beer or a signature mm. liquor that has come to represent that particular concept, right? So for example, where we have a Japanese restaurant, we always have Ichiban beer, where the sake crew is their signature cocktail and it's made with sake and a bunch of different fruit juices and that's the most popular cocktail we have. I believe you had that Carla Maria I think I the, did. when we had hibachi. Yeah. Be careful of that. <laughs> Be careful of that one because you don't really realize right. it's uh, like nice until and fruity. you stand up. Yep. Yes, mm. nice and fruity. But the good thing about eating at the hibachi restaurant is that you eat all of the food and it soaks up that drink because there's so much food at the hibachi restaurant. Yes, and you know what? I'm going to dial you back on that one too. Teppanyaki, Japanese teppanyaki. And I, I don't want to call it hibachi. Oh, okay. okay. Because I don't know why we call it hibachi in the States. Hibachi is actually cooking over open coals. And I don't know how that has become synonymous with teppanyaki, but teppan is the flat iron grill and yaki is cooking. So teppanyaki cooking on the flat iron grill. So it's something I've been fighting because the American guests always come here and say, we want to go to the hibachi restaurant. I'm like, no, it's teppanyaki. I'm like, no matter how much they say hibachi, please keep calling it teppanyaki. We just became became the dumb Americans. No, (laughs) no. But you know what? See, here's the thing. You know, that's the good thing about having all these different restaurant concepts too is that you get to introduce people to a lot of new things and so they learn a lot like look before I had this job and before I was in food and beverage I didn't know the difference between hibachi or teppanyaki or any of that stuff so there's a lot to learn and in fact it's it's, it's really when you go through our restaurants it's still kind of a voyage of discovery because look at what we discovered when we tasted the rum earlier right that not many people know that it it has so many different flavors in it when you sip it like a cognac you know so people come here and they try Indian food for the first time or try sushi for the first time or teppanyaki and sometimes they like it sometimes they don't but nothing ventured nothing gained and it didn't cost them anything yeah. that's extra the best part. out of pocket yes right? do you find paul that people are nervous 
to explore new foods or because they're on vacation, do people just say, let's try it out, let's figure it out? They're not nervous at all. It doesn't seem to me. And I think that because we've removed every single obstacle to Mm. it, because A, they're on vacation, B, they don't have to pay out of pocket for it. And C, we've taken some of the less approachable things and made them more approachable. Like, for example, in the soy restaurants, our sushi bars and sushi on the sand at South Coast, I think the biggest objection people usually have to sushi is raw fish, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at that menu, the majority of the rolls are actually cooked or vegetarian. Yeah. So that takes away that sort of skittishness yeah. right from the beginning. The next thing is uh, sake. Not everybody is great with the idea of drinking warm rice wine mm-hmm. as you would normally do sake. So we have flavored sakes. We have cocktails made with sakes. We have martinis to make it much more approachable and easier to try for our guests. And, you know, like in our Indian restaurants, for example, too, you know, we do a sampling from all over India. India is very diverse. And some of the Goanese things, for example, are so spicy it, it would you know make your hair fall out but what we've done is we've tempered all of that and we've brought all those dishes together and moderately spiced them so that they're a lot more approachable to these guests who may not have tried that before and if you want more spice we give it to you you know if you want the plain sake we give it to you but there's always a way to try new things that's much less intimidating than it would be back home What was your very first job at Sandals? My very first job at Sandals was the opening party for the new French village, what was then the new French village at Beaches, Turks and Caicos. So you were in charge of the party? Well, no, I was helping out. I mean, it was one of those things, all hands on deck kind of thing. And we flew down for the party and helped set up and help all the PR people get things together for everybody. And so then the next one was the opening of Beaches... Well, it was then Beaches Boscobel, but now Beaches Ocho Rios Resort, mm-hmm. helping open with that. And then on to Sandals Grand St. Lucian. And so, yeah, I've opened a number of these resorts that we have now, the recent ones. But I've seen an amazing evolution in Sandals oh, sure. over the years. I mean, we were always ahead of the curve when it came to food and beverage. But what we have managed to add over that 22 years, the quality that we've managed to bring in even better than before. I mean, every year it's better than the year before. So... When people compare us to other all-inclusives and say that the other all-inclusives, they had better food, especially in the food department Mm -hmm. and the beverage department, I just can't bring myself to believe it. They're lying. Well, I think it's safe to say, if you've listened to this whole podcast, Paul, between the fact that you oversee food and beverage Mm -hmm. here in paradise, you probably have the most envious, (laughs) envied job in the world. Thank you for making time for us. You're welcome. Absolutely. You know, and just one last thing. It's very yeah. funny because my friends back home and they, when I talk to them and they say, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, well, I've got to go to Barbados. This week. <laughs> or I have to go to Grenada. You know, I'm like, oh, it must be nice. Yeah, you have You know, to. I mean, I, I, we are doing work down here too, you know, but mm. yes, there isn't a better place to work. That's for sure. Thanks for joining us on the Sandals Palmcast. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when the next series drops. And remember, love is all you need because everything else is included.